So how are you doing? How, how's everything going over there, down there, roundabout? It's okay. I mean, we got lucky. We got really lucky. Uh, a lot of people were not that fortunate. And yeah, there are some areas that are just destroyed. We actually, uh, one of um, Halo's co-workers was saying like all of her house was destroyed, I guess. Something like that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely rough. There are people that have lost everything. So, yeah, we got lucky. I'm tired. I'm glad that you guys are doing okay. Like, I'm done with this. I'm I'm ready to uh, not live in this shit anymore. I know you have stuff everywhere, but Jesus. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, yeah, there's stuff everywhere, but some things are... People are more acclimated to some things than others. You know? Like, of course, there's going to be snowstorms and everything if you come here... Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people can deal with that versus tornadoes and, you know, right. lizards. And, <laughs> and the thing about a hurricane is it's just, it's so slow watching it come toward you. Like, yeah. you are waiting forever. It's a slow-moving train. You see it coming. It could divert the last minute, which is what happened with us. Um, and you're just staring at it, waiting. And it's just, it's just stressful. Like, it's a. On one hand, you're like, ah, we've dealt with this a billion times before. On the other hand, you're like, God damn it, again? Like. Yeah, and from what I saw, it was one of the worst that have been recorded in recent history. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, from everything I've heard, it's it's one of the worst to ever hit Florida. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, it hit south of us, so it was very windy. I mean, I've. Some of the worst winds I've heard ever oh, wow. um, outside of the house kind of thing. It was mm -hmm. very windy um, and we got some rain, but otherwise we were okay. Um, the damage was like minimal. So, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm glad that you and Kayla and your dad are all right. Um, yeah. I know we've, we've both got a lot of people we care about that live in Florida and everyone who I've heard from is doing fine, you know, varying yeah, degrees good. of fine. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's good. At this point, everyone has their power. Everyone we're friends with, I mean, has their power back um, and is doing okay. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I know some folks are still without power. So just, you know, pulling for them and hoping that passes quickly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everything gets up and running once again so they can get the hell out of there no so they can start putting everything back together and you know get some sense of normalcy i know that's gotta be you know hair pullingly stressful not having everything the way that it should be working yeah and it's also like my dad is is talked about possibly moving down the line and i'm like good because yeah. i don't want him staying here long term either right like Especially when he gets older and stuff. I'm like, shit, I don't want that. So, you know, it's just, it's mm. rough. Yeah. Well. But yeah, we're okay. We got through it. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, we ended up uh, skipping last week because of everything going on. And yeah. we have so much to talk about. <laughs> we do. Did stuff happen while we were gone? 
Did things happen? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. Just a little. The world's been little. madly on, you know? You know, for, for reference, like, everything that we talked about on the last episode basically had an update that was worthy of mentioning on the next episode the day after we spoke about it. So if that gives you any context of where we're at right now. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, what should I talk about? Puppies? Well. Sandwich. <laughs> I don't. I, I ran out of things. That, I shouldn't have run out of things that fast. That's that's alarming. What do you mean run out of things? I just thought of puppies and sandwiches. And then I was like, what else could I talk about? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> anyway. My last brain cell just died. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We're, we're here to bring you levity during this time. And uh, welcome as we discuss a, a number of things. <laughs> yeah. So what is... Where do you want to start? Jesus. Okay. So I, I do think we can briefly touch on the Adam Levine thing that's in our, okay. our list here. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be the, the least uh, lifting, you know, as far as <laughs> digging into it. Because it is what it is, you know. The thing to me is I'm like, why is anyone surprised by this? The only thing that genuinely shocked me and that it's so fucked up was that he wanted to name his child after one of his mistresses. Right, right. And I was, a child he was having with his wife. And I was like, what the fuck? But if you look at that man who looks like an Ed Hardy shirt came to life, you really <laughs> like, you really think he was being faithful to his wife? Because I don't. I believe you know? I once described it to you as he walked into a tattoo parlor and just said, fuck me up. And they certainly yeah. did. Yeah. He just said, can I have that? And they're like, what do you mean specifically? And he said that. And they're like, are you okay? And he's like, just do something. Give me something you know? to believe in. And so in. they gave him a yeah. full from a book. Yeah. <laughs> gave him a full fucking catalog of Ed Hardy tattoos all over his body. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't I, – I haven't really cared at the same time, though. Um, it's not that interesting of a story to me in that – he that doesn't surprise me one bit. It seems like he would be that messy, that that fucked up, you know, like and doing that. Um I wonder how long they're going to keep up this idea that they're gonna stay together because I haven't heard anything about them splitting. Yeah. I mean, you know, from that from that regard, that camp has been relatively quiet about everything going on. You know, we really haven't heard about this much since the news first broke. I mean, once it came out on social media and the other parties came out and, and started saying, yeah, you know, I was a mistress as well. And, you know, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. We haven't heard from him, obviously. Yeah. We haven't heard from his wife or anyone else like closely tied to him. So I couldn't name another member of Maroon 5 if you paid me. I, I just can't. I don't know. I legitimately was trying to think of another member of Maroon 5. <laughs> but I will say this. The reason why I shared the link from theroot.com, because it is a, uh, a website uh, written by predominantly black writers for black people, um, it's it's funny to get the, uh, <laughs> the take on it 
from people who are just kind of like on the sidelines, like, what the fuck? Okay, first of all, remind me who Adam Levine is. Secondly, <laughs> why do we give a fuck that a white man cheated right. on his wife and did weird shit? This is this is Tuesday. Like what? I you know? agree. I completely agree, but I will say songs about Jane, that, that record fucking slaps. It does. Yeah. You know, I mean, great. broken people are able to make some of the best art. You know, it's, it, it, well, it's not exclusive. Well, I wouldn't exclusive. say that about literally anything else Maroon 5 has made. <laughs> the first album they put out was very good. That was a very broad brush I was painting with. I'm just saying in general, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> okay. So that's what's going on with Adam Levine. And that's plenty. Yeah. And there's, this is not, <laughs> this is just one of many cheating stories to break. Oh yeah. We have a whole section y'all weeks. of, of <laughs> we have a whole section of cheaters. Yeah. It's um, it's cheating time apparently for too many people. Um. <laughs> I do you know who the try guys are? Before all of this story happened, do you know who did you know who they were? Because I I didn't, other than Kayla occasionally mentioning them to me. You know what? I had no idea who the try guys were. But the funny thing about it is, is that my wife knew who the try guys were immediately. Cause I'm <laughs> I'm just we're just talking about stuff that happened throughout the day. And I'm just discussing with her, like, oh man, the internet's having this really weird reaction. Some guy ended up cheating on his wife. And he was like, you know, one of those dudes kind of like, you know, a, a, um, a, a, a real wife guy, as they say, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone was pissed off. And she's like, oh, is this some, you know, weird nonsense? And I'm like, yeah, he was with some group called the Try Guys. And she was like, oh, my God, was it Ned? And I'm like, what? How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> she immediately guessed who it was, too. She Because, yeah, like, all right. So the funny thing, and it's not funny, haha. It's like funny, fucked up. Like, this guy, even more than John Mulaney, his whole gimmick was that, you know, he is the dedicated family man, wife guy, so proud of his wife, so proud of his family and all that stuff, you know, almost almost <laughs> to a, a weird level. He, they've got bobbleheads for these guys, and you push the button on his, and it literally just says, my wife, in like three different ways. And that is a little weird, <laughs> even on its own accord, even before all of this shit went down. But yeah, I don't really see why you need to monetize loving your spouse. But, it's a okay. weird thing. I mean, you know, I understand people like, you know, they envy, they respect, they 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 pine after that type of love that is expressed between two people, uh, especially when you have like parasocial relationships with, with entertainers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. to capitalize on that with your fan base in such a way that you just like you know, tap into that with merchandise. It feels icky, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like it was going, like they kicked them out of the group. As pretty much everyone knows at this point, like they've kicked him out of the group. They're scrubbing him of everything that like he's ever been on. Basically. Um, yeah. They've had to cancel a bunch of future projects They've been scrubbing him out of stuff for a while. Uh, something else has got to come out because there's no way this guy was just cheating. Um, no, not to no. downplay what cheating, like you know how destructive cheating is and how shitty it is, um, and how he's a piece of shit for doing that. But like, it's going to be something bigger. 
more is going to come out about so, this because they wouldn't be going to the lengths that they're going with. They would have just parted ways or whatever, maybe, and been done with him. But no, nah, it's something more severe. They also put out an official video discussing what happened and why they took such swift action about everything. They were very transparent. Yeah. I respected the way that the the three remaining uh, Try Guys handled this. Uh, they mentioned that they hired an external HR firm. Uh, they did everything above board. They had a, an internal investigation. And once they uh, got the findings back, they decided that there was no other way to proceed than to part ways with Ned. So they began removing him uh, as, as one of the leaders of the company, their LLC and everything. Um, as you mentioned, they started taking him out of all their projects. They, they made sure to give a special thanks to the editorial team because something like this is unprecedented for them. You know, if anything, they want shots of all four of the guys together because that's their brand, you know. Uh, Taking so him I, out of old stuff is kind of crazy to me. Not allowing yeah. him to be in future projects, cutting him out of the company is one thing. The fact that they're going and scrubbing him from everything altogether, I'm like, holy shit. Well, I didn't get that impression. I think that might have been a miscommunication. The way that they expressed it in the video was is that they had already recorded so much material ahead of time because they were about to take some time off and that he was heavily mm -hmm. involved in that material before the story broke. So when they say they're going back editing old stuff, I think they meant just okay. like footage they had on hand that they hadn't released yet, you know? I thought they were editing him out of like existing stuff too. No, I didn't get that impression, but I mean- I'm gonna look it up real quick just cause I'm curious, but yeah, you can keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting that they, in this modern age, uh, decided to take such drastic measures to get Ned out of everything that they're involved in. Because, you know, it's like, I would imagine it's akin to taking out one of the Three Stooges if something came up about one of them, you know? Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're, a, uh, they're a set. They're, they're four guys. That's their whole, that's their whole thing. So... You know, on the other end of the spectrum, you have uh, the Dude Perfect guys who are building an Avengers-like tower slash theme park where they can do their experiments and invite the public into a museum uh, almost akin to like the Flash Museum in Central City. So I'm, I'm amazed at the disparity of what's going on with these two very similar kind of groups, you know? Yeah. I... I just am amazed that everyone knows who these people are mm. and have like a lot of knowledge on them and everything like that. And like, there's, they have so much going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know who they were before this story broke. Isn't right. that amazing? Like that it you can be like, this can be your entire life. Like they have a company, they have, they have apparently some food network show or something like that, that was just premiering. I guess that's kind of screwed now anyway. Yeah. But I'm just like, and I didn't even know who they were. The I mean, outside of the uh, outside of the cheating scandal, I agree with you. It's <laughs> I I like the fact that there are certain things that I have zero knowledge about, so I can you know yeah learn about them you know in a, in a in an ideal situation. Something like this, it sucks for everybody involved, and I'm sorry you know they're going through that, and I you know I feel bad for the fans too because if you really were like you know pulling for all of them to be stand up guys, yet again. Another group of dudes to let you down. You know, it's, it's, you can't idolize celebrities no matter what level, whether they're YouTube, TV, movies, musicians, wherever. It just does not pay off, you know? 
Yeah. It's like, it's so trashy and terrible. And truly, yeah. I feel really bad for the wife involved. I don't know her name. I'm sorry, guys. I think it was. Um, uh, I don't, to be fair, I don't really know his name either. Yeah. It's, I think it's Ned. Yeah. Or is it Ted? No, it's, it's Ned. (laughs) And I think they have kids too. And that's where it really gets messy, you know. But there's all kind of like, of course, rumors flying around about it that they haven't really given any credibility to, of course. I mean, it doesn't really behoove them at this point to do that anyway. But, you know, the the word is, is that he may have been cheating with someone uh, internal uh, with the with the company, you know, someone in the office. Well, he was he was seen with someone. Yeah, I know that. Like he was definitely seen with someone. And this is all gathered from TikTok for the yeah. most part. Mm-hmm. Um, he was seen with someone who works within the company. Um, so there at least. This one, he said, like the one he admitted to was an interpersonal relationship within right. the company. But and the rumor because of- he's like uh, was one of the like founders of it and everything like that. He's in a position of power, right. so that's an automatic like issue. Yeah, there's no way to get around that. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, you know, to even consider the fact that you're like, you know, if you're gonna cheat, don't cheat like that. But damn, man, if you're gonna cheat, don't don't you know. Not in the office, homie. What are you doing? That is just, ugh. No, no. Not cool. Since time began. Yeah, my, I would think you either want to get caught or you just, you don't care. Just sloppy. And like, just, you know. What else could it be? Just sloppy and cocky at that point. Because the, yeah, of course, I was going to say earlier, the r- rumor had it that, you know, he, when they were on the road, would oftentimes you know try to get with fans and stuff like that and sometimes it worked out sometimes it didn't people would go on reddit and you know complain about it but it was kind of brushed under the rug and like oh you're just trying to call him out because he's you know a committed guy and you're trying to ruin his life and stuff and it's like no this really ha-. you know how victim blaming of course you know yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway try guys that's <laughs> now you know who they are. So that's the second of four potential cheating s- scandals we've covered There's for the week. More. There's more. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so this is the one so, that yeah, kind of hit me. You know, like I just heard about this. I couldn't believe it. And it's it's unfortunately a very similar situation uh to what was going on with, with Ned from the Try Guys. Apparently, um, the uh, coach of the Boston Celtics cheated on his wife. His name is M.A. Udoka. And, well, I shouldn't say his wife, his longtime girlfriend of 12 years. They have a 10-year-old son together. Mm -hmm. But it just so happens that his longtime girlfriend is actress Nia Long. Who cheats on Nia Long? Cheating is shitty regardless of who you're cheating. But who does that? That is exactly where my mind went initially. I'm like, who cheats on Nia Long? Like, there are songs about this woman. There are men of a certain age and women who grew up (laughs) just saying, you know, if I had a chance to shoot my shot, everything would have gone differently in my life. I would be with Nia Long and she would never have to doubt my love. You know, that sort of thing. Not me, of course, obviously. You know. But this no, guy, but I get it. I get it because it's the alone. You know, 
It's like if I can't be with Nia Long, then I want her to still have the best relationship that she can possibly have. That's the respect of course. that you have. Yeah. But like you said, like you said, it shouldn't matter that it's Nia Long. It should matter that these are two people in a relationship who think they're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship. At least one of them does. The other one is off having fun all, all over the place. But what makes this worse, what makes this even worse is the fact that this gentleman, I really shouldn't call him that, not only did he cheat, he cheated with someone in the Celtics office, but he cheated with the woman that arranges uh, the travel for, if not the team, for the families of the team. So Ew. Nia and their kid moved to Boston to be with him, and she was the one that arranged the travel, and she's the one that was cheating with him. It's just, it's just nasty. It's nasty, man. And, you know, somehow this resulted in uh, Odoka being suspended from coaching for the entire year, which is surprising to me because usually, especially in sports, if, if, if a sex scandal comes out, you know, and this is somebody who's quote unquote important to the, to the team, you know, they, they do everything they can. They'll find them. They'll suspend them for a few games. But they right. threw the book at him. So I'm wondering, again, if there's something that we're not hearing about. It's got to be more. Yeah. You know? Because that seems really I, suspicious. I agree. That seems like a very harsh punishment for the situation. Yeah. For there not to be more. You know, I could see I him mean, having X amount of games, suspension and fines. Like, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But even making an example of somebody, you make an example of the coach of the team. That is some, that is some fierce yeah. shit right there. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think more might is, come out of that, but I don't know. Maybe they're just big Nia Long fans and they're just like, fuck you. <laughs> They were pissed off, too. They were like, she's a fucking sweetheart. How the hell are you cheat on her? Oh, you're fucking done. That's it. You know, I would expect the same thing to happen. (laughs) If something happened where I ended up stepping out or something like that, you know, and I'm like, oh, things happen. People grow apart. People would turn on me and be like, no, fuck you. Dolores is a national treasure. You fucked up. And we're fans of hers. So fuck out of here. I would end this podcast in a fucking heartbeat. There you, you go. watch yourself. I will take <laughs> so the her moral, side. I will go to the moral mom's of the side. Story, <laughs> the moral of the story is not don't be famous and don't cheat. It's just don't cheat. You know, if you are in a, if you are <laughs> in a relationship, there is no, <laughs> there's no good outcome to not being honest with yourself, your partner, and anybody else involved. Because once you start going down that road, it's a sticky situation. God damn, that sounded bad. Yeah. Yeah, Once you go down that road, things get tricky and you don't need that type of headache in your life. You can lose your job. So don't do it. Look at what happened to Donald Draper, guys. Yeah. Look. (laughs) Well, I mean, things kind of worked out for him in the end. But, you know, other than him, just don't don't do it. Debatable. 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 Anyway, (laughs) there's another story of potential cheating. I want to know if you think this ended up being a cheating story. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Keenan Thompson, we talked about this a few months ago, split from his wife. Oh, man. And then, what, 
three weeks ago, they suddenly announced after a bunch of other departures that Chris Red is leaving SNL. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. It was right before they're getting ready to premiere, less than a month, something like that. They'd already announced a lot of other departures. So his seemed very last minute. Yeah. Then yeah. immediately after we find out Chris Red is dating Kenan Thompson's ex-wife. It's really sad. Do you think there was overlap? I, in this situation, I don't care. This violates, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, the bro code. Like. Absolutely. This is a mother. shitty thing. This is the mother of your best friend's children. You know, they've just gone through a messy divorce. You're his co-worker on two shows at that time. And they're going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, well, since you're not over here anymore, I might as well go and spend some time. That is just underhanded, no no good, low down and dirty. All right. There is no context where this is going to be okay. You know, unless like years ago, somehow they were in love and Keenan, like, you know, came and stole her away from Chris and... (laughs) You know, somehow like blackmailed her into marrying him and having two children or something like that. Some like, you know, bullshit that I'm making up right now. There's there's nothing tangible. There's nothing feasible that can explain what Chris Red is doing in Kenan Thompson's life right now. My man is dirty. Yeah. And and there's and there's like the main thing. There's rumors that. That like there was no overlap and Keenan's whatever like fine with it and has no problem with it. And, you know, Chris Red and Christina, um, which is the woman in question, um, like they, yeah. they've known each other for years and everything. I'm like, yeah, you knew each other through her husband. Right. Presumably. Like that's presumably uh, no. Yeah. No. And I mean, even, okay. So even on the off chance that they do have real feelings for each other that are all above board, I keep saying that term, but you know what I mean? If it's, Mm -hmm. if it's all above board, I mean, you still should give it a little bit more time, you know, to let the old relationship end properly. Because at this point, and they could have been I mean, split for much longer. I don't know, but I still am like, that's your friend and coworker. I don't, right. I don't get it. That's just it, too. I mean, the abrupt leaving of SNL off season the way he did, because usually with the way that these these departures are announced, it's the last episode of the season. Uh, in some extreme cases, it'll be a little bit after the season ends because, you know, a, a new project has been presented to them or something. But this was, I want to say, two weeks before the season premiere, which was just this past week. So yeah, they were like deep that. in the writing process of, of getting everything together and getting the the, the hosts lined up and, and really just kind of spitballing what they wanted to do with this season. Listen to me. I feel like I'm I'm an expert now because I, I listen to the audiobook. So I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is what they do mm-hmm. behind the scenes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that Chris Red was basically guaranteed to be a part of that, and he suddenly and abruptly left, and then this story came out. I mean, it can't not be related. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way. I know they're denying that, but I guess we'll see what happens going forward. 
Yeah. Usually the truth of such situations like this comes out, right? Like, and if <laughs> Keenan was so cool with it, I don't see why they, uh, they needed to, or why he left the show so suddenly. Um, Keenan got his star on the walk of fame. Chris Red wasn't at that ceremony. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, they just got done having that, that sitcom together. Uh, it, it was like, canceled maybe two months ago so who mm-hmm. knows if i don't want to speculate and say they had that had anything to do with it and i also don't want to vilify christina in this story because i mean honestly when you are married to a, a celebrity yes a lot of your friends you know just by association are also celebrities and you're around them so if something yeah goes wrong in your relationship and it ends these are still friends these are still people in your life you know authentic people so it's it's not unheard of for an ex to go and, and date another celebrity or that sort of thing. You know, it's 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 not in that regard. Yeah, it's not I, weird, I but the think, timing of it is just yeah weird. I think Chris Red looks the worst out of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and usually yeah. I'm like, you know, hey, go after the person who's in the relationship first. But he just looks bad in this. Hmm. Oh boy. Anyway, I don't want to talk about cheating anymore. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. We've we've really had a theme this episode. <laughs> oh man. Well, there's some good news and some bad news. Uh mm-hmm. I'll I'll rattle off some of the bad news first, you know, just to just to get it out of the way. It's not really bad news, it's just closure in a way. James Earl Jones is retiring from being the voice of of uh, Darth Vader. So basically, James Earl Jones has been semi-retired from acting for years. He comes back for certain projects that he feels passionate about. Of course, he came back for uh, a brief cameo in the Coming to America sequel. Uh, he has had a theater named after him in New York, which is amazing. Um, the man is he 91 the new years Lion old. King. That's like right. The... Yeah, he did that. The man is 91 years old. So, you know, he's he's... He wants to enjoy the twilight of his life, and I completely understand that. So um, his team made an announcement that he's stepping down from doing uh, new voice recording for the Darth Vader character. But what he has done is he's licensed his voice to an AI company to allow them to, um, you know, create dialogue for Darth Vader based on his previous recordings. This is a new technology uh, Lucasfilm is is working on, of course. You know they've they've done it in the past with other actors, uh, including Carrie Fisher, uh, and it seems like the process is seamless because even his last appearance, which for spoiler reasons I won't mention what that was on, uh, that wasn't a new recording from James Earl Jones. That was this AI program. So he Wait, basically retired. Yeah, he retired before we even I knew didn't about know that. It. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Well, it was confirmed in the story. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. And it's his voice. It's his career. If that's what he wants to do with his legacy, that's perfectly cool. It sounds like he consented to doing that and got paid for doing that. And I'm fine with that. You know, exactly. It's when it's like a dead actor who can't give the approval or um, they're not getting proper compensation or they just don't like it and they're alive and they say no and they still do it anyway. You know, yeah. that's when it's fucked up to me. That's shady business. So 
this is good uh, that he was able to uh, commit his voice to live on even, you know, beyond his years. I think it's kind of romantic in a way, you know, it's like, he's so closely tied to this character that the character almost can't exist without his booming voice coming from Darth Vader. So he almost is, is giving this gift to us as the fans to say, Hey, this character will live on beyond me. Yeah. I, and, and that's really kind of amazing like that he's granted them permission to do that um Mm -hmm. how much more darth vader do we really need to see at whatever i know they're gonna keep just having that character go on forever but (laughs) well i mean if if a certain show comes back for another season they're kind of gonna have to i guess you know yeah. But again, I don't know no, where that's going to fit in in the grand scheme of things. Sooner or later, we're just going to have ghosts fighting one another on the uh, on the Star Wars I'm show. It's just force ghosts. <laughs> you I'd know, like that to is, see that. that. Is, that's a project we, we haven't explored. Where do the force ghosts go when they're not being cor- corporal, you know, corporeal? I like to think they're just out vibing, exploring, yeah. seeing cool um, things. I mean, I like it that they all just showed up to watch Darth Vader burn at the end of Return of the Jedi. Just like, yeah, fuck that guy. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Including over, Darth like, Vader himself before he turned, like, which is also He's like, weird. yeah, yeah. I know I was kind of a bastard. He's yeah, like burn, smiling burn. like, <laughs> look at me. I'm burning. Right. <laughs> So much like uh, a certain cartoon character, we started late tonight because I I, I lost my glasses and uh, the internet has been blowing up because in a recent Scooby-Doo movie, it was confirmed that uh, Velma is officially not straight. She has feelings for another female character, uh, female identifying character on the recent scooby-doo movie so uh what scooby-doo fans basically knew all along (laughs) is now yeah we didn't need that confirmation yeah yeah (laughs) like have you have you seen the footage of of like what went down with that or or you just kind of like heard about it at all no i didn't know about it till you talked about i know mindy kaling's doing like a velma show because we yeah. talked about it on this podcast, but I, I don't know anything about it. Right. So this is unrelated to the to the um to the Mindy Kaling project. This is this is just one of those oh. run of the mill Scooby Doo traditional animated movies that they put out. It's like Scooby Doo in the zombie high school or something. It's Halloween time. It's a so chill. Put, it's a full on children's Scooby Doo where she's gay. That's Not right. even the the adult animated Scooby Doo show. So there was a, oh, a suspect Lord. that they were interviewing. And basically Velma clocked her and saw all these wonderful things about her. And all of a sudden she smiles and says jinkies and her glasses fog up. So it's basically confirmed at this point. There's a, there's another scene where the character touches Velma on the shoulder and she gets this big old Charlie, Charlie Brown looking grin on her face and just looks at the camera breaking the fourth wall. Like that's right, bitches. I like girls. What's up? And uh, yeah. <laughs> they want you to know. <laughs> I hope she just starts railing everyone around her 
like <laughs> like is completely pansexual or whatever and yeah. just fucks up that mystery machine you know well it's interesting because you know there's there's been much conversation about this even in the live action film james gunn who wrote both of the live action scooby-doo movies or i should say the earlier good ones yeah um he wrote the character as gay and she had a crush on uh daphne you know but yeah all the scenes that alluded to that were cut from the final film so they moved on from that uh there was something else happened oh mystery incorporated there was a cartoon uh that had a little bit more of a, a serious tone to it a uh, more of a uh mm-hmm. you know a, a not not episodic but it, it had like a serialized story going on and she was dating shaggy and for some reason her relationship with shaggy just couldn't work out but there was this character around all the time that would talk to her and console her named hot dog girl or something like that. And the, the, the goal of that before it got canceled was to have her end up with hot dog girl, but it got canceled before that. So we never got to see it. But now whoever wrote this movie and produced this film was like, fuck the tiptoeing around. We're putting this on the board. There it is. Bring back hot dog girl. Bring back the iconic Scooby-Doo character. Yes. The true love of Velma's life. (laughs) And see, I would think that hot dog girl would be a a love interest for Shaggy because of his love of. uh, I know. Right. That makes more sense. But no, they make her (laughs) gay. I don't know. (laughs) I can't explain Scooby-Doo universe stuff. You know, I'm happy for Velma. (laughs) But apparently we're going to be getting more Velma in the next couple of days because there's some convention happening and as you mentioned, the Mindy Kaling project is going on. This is going to be a brown skin Velma. And she's going to be having adventures in a world more akin to the Venture Brothers because there's blood and gore and real murder happening. You know, I do think that show is probably going to be terrible, but I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, at, at least just to see what Mindy Kaling does with the character, you know? Yeah. It can't no, be I'm very bad. curious about it. I don't think it will be good. Mm. But I'm very curious about it. <laughs> Not as curious as Velma. Haha. No, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anywho, so there's that. Um, I don't care about the GTA 6 hack. It's just stupid. <laughs> you know? I don't either. I really don't. Uh, the Lizzo flute business, that's kind of old. But, it is kind of old. You know, we can quickly touch. Trevor Noah announced he's leaving The Daily Show. Yeah. How about that? Um, yeah, I mean, he's. I was shocked to see, oh, he's been on for seven years. I was like, oh, my God, he's been on that long? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because, you know, he never really got a fair shake at being the host. No. Even when he first started, of course, there was a lot of contention because he made some edgy jokes in the past that, you know, every stand-up has made stupid jokes early right. in their career because they were young and dumb. And that's not you know, excusing it or anything, but he obviously grown since then and was trying to, you know, progress as a human, but I digress. Uh, yeah. So he had that going on. Uh, there was, um, there was a TikTok that went up from the daily show account where he, you know, during the commercial breaks, he talks to the audience members and somebody asked him like, Hey, we heard you're leaving. What's going on. Who's going to be your replacement. How do you feel about this? And he broke it down. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's it's interesting to me because, uh, and this is Trevor Noah saying it, he goes, it's interesting to me because 
I didn't really get one daily show experience. I got four because he goes at first, I was just trying to find my footing and then the pandemic hit, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was the whole thing. And then of course we had the pandemic going on and I was doing it from my apartment and then, you know, we're coming back and here I am again. So it doesn't even feel like I had one experience. I had four experiences Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of burnt out. And he said he, he traveled for the first time uh, after COVID and he went to India And he was just talking Mm -hmm. about how great it was and how relaxing it was and how freeing and how he wants to take more trips like that, but he doesn't want to leave the show unattended. So he said, instead of just like taking hiatuses over and over, he's going to step down. So it's understandable completely. Yeah. Yeah. And you do the same thing for that many years. You might want to change it up, do something different. Absolutely. Um, It sounds like he's going to stick around while they find a replacement. Yeah. From what I've read, and that's great. Um, you know, I I'm very curious to see what they're going to do moving forward. Are they going to keep it? Because uh, I know they're moving to a lot of animated shows on Comedy Central. That's true, but that has is been that a enough of an institution to stick around? Yeah, you know, uh, we'll have to see. They've made a point. They've gone on record, Comedy Central, to say this show will continue even after Trevor Noah exits. So. It's either they he's going to pick somebody or they're going to pick somebody. And I'm sure. I think they're, it sounds like they're going to work together to pick someone. Like yeah. they're going to, they're going to take Trevor into consideration and what he would want. Um, because I know John Stewart had that. Right. Like say as far as who was picked after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, that was a different era. They've, they've got different leadership now, of course. So I wouldn't put it past them. Like if he goes, I can't find anybody else. They're just going to be like, well, we got a guy already lined up. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go and try to fucking ask Jon Stewart if he's not busy, you know, which is real (laughs) fucked up. Of course. (laughs) No, he I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what they're going to end up doing. No. Plus, he's getting that sweet Apple TV money, too. So he ain't worried about Daily Show anymore. Nah. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) <laughs> and he could do his own schedule. Like the daily show is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are so many daily show alums that are floating around that would chomp at the bit to get back in there. I'm sure Samantha B show wrapped up. Um, so she's free. You know, we've got, I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of people. Roy Wood Jr. is right there too. And I think he really has come into his own since that show started. Like, I didn't know who the hell he was before The Daily Show. And, like, I think he's fucking hilarious. I see him even even out of context. He's just a funny guy. But I don't know if he wants yeah. to do that, like, you know, run the show. So we'll see. Yeah, it should be, it should be interesting because so many people have gone off and done their own variations of that for different networks, right? Like Samantha B. Right. I think they're going to go with someone who hasn't done it. Yeah. So either a correspondent who hasn't had their own show or done anything like that or an unknown, not unknown like person, but a person who's not uh, any sort of like alumni on the show. Yeah. They tried to make Jordan Klepper work in a uh, Colbert sort of way for a moment and it didn't quite pan out. So I don't know if they grab him, but I kind of hope they don't. Because they don't really need another just like... I think that would be a huge mistake yeah. if, they, if they had him do it. You know? Because it would it would almost be admitting like, you know, this experiment failed. We're going to get another straight white guy to do it. And it's like, eh, no, don't go that route. Don't do that. No. I mean, if 
if the right per- if they find the right guy for the part, yeah, whatever. But like Jordan Klepper is too he he already got his shot, right? And he didn't he didn't succeed at it. So Right. right. You fucking Lena Dunham in the chair. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's what people are clamoring for. Lena please no. Dunham. No, no, please no. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know too many of the correspondents now, so I can't even say, oh, it could be this guy, it could be that girl. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's on there now. Yeah. All right. Other, I do know Roy Wood Jr. and um, the other. Oh God, that one. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. She's really funny, but the blonde woman who's on there. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on, Moving but yeah, that's that that's an interesting um, change. I'm very curious to see who they will find to replace him and how quickly that timeline is going to shift. Oh man, you know, pie in the sky. I would love to see Jessica Williams come back, but oh my god, I would watch that in a fucking heartbeat. Absolutely, but I mean, she's, absolutely, she's she got would that be fantastic phenomenal. Beast money now though so i don't know (laughs) i think that's done i hope that's done but no oh actually no i see she's got an upcoming series she's got her own tv show coming out and it's it's by goldstein lawrence and jason siegel so it's gonna last for at least a season or two yep there's no way that sucks because she would be amazing meanwhile though brett goldstein and bill lawrence giving her a show that's pretty fucking awesome (laughs) That is amazing. I'm going to watch this fuck out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So during all of this drama, during all of this kerfuffle, I doubt that you've had any time for real entertainment of any, you know, tangible sort, but I have. (laughs) The only entertainment I can give an update for of like things I've watched is I did start watching house of dragon House of the Dragon, okay. and I do like it. Okay. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm glad I to do. Um, I've had a lot of dark reflections on the original Game of Thrones in comparison to be like, <laughs> this show's really good. Why did they fuck up the ending? And it's doing. I'm doing the thing that I was worried I would do, mm. which is return back to the, the, to the place of hurt, <laughs> to the darkness. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. That's why you have a podcast. So you can vent about this and make content for all of us to hear and cheer you on. So keep doing what you do. Um, I know for a fact that my wife is secretly rewatching the original Game of Thrones uh, as a supplement to catch up on some things (laughs) she may have missed the first time because I can see the HBO watch history. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there because that's fine. And I appreciate the fact that she's not trying to rope me into it because I have no interest I, in revisiting that at all. I want I want her input when she reaches that end point to does it is it better? Mm. Maybe it's better in a rewatch. I don't know. I would argue that anything is probably so. better if you know the disappointment is coming. You know, because you can enjoy it for oh, what it enough. is. You can enjoy it for yeah. the for the things that got right versus the the big <laughs> fucking turd it leaves behind <laughs> right yeah yeah mm, that makes sense well i don't know i've heard things about dexter too and apparently it's the same um yeah so d's watching that uh <laughs> i'm watching oh we're both watching reservation dogs which 
we don't talk oh, about yeah. nearly enough. So it's about Native American people living on a reservation, uh, you know, and how they relate to one another, the heartbreak, the struggles, the living, the daily life, the funny moments. It's crazy shit. It's good shit. It's a great show. It's well done. It's on FX. Please watch it because I want to get another season out of it. It's so good. Um, Haven't they come out with like two of that se- that two seasons they're of that currently, show? Or am I- yeah, they're currently in the second season. And okay, cool. I, I do like how the show has grown up since the first. It's really engaging. So highly recommend I've heard it. great things about it. I've just never gotten around to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I hadn't gotten around to that show reboot that's on Hulu. I haven't seen that either, but I want to. This is another show where I, I can easily recommend to you. It's right up your alley. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's no shortage of things about this show that I know that you're going to enjoy. It's about the behind the scenes of writing a sitcom. It stars uh, fucking Keegan-Michael Key. He's also producing it. Uh, <laughs> it's got Johnny Knoxville, oddly enough. Um, Judy Greer. Rachel Bloom is on here, of course. Uh, she's funny. Paul Reiser. My goodness. What's not to like about this show? Yeah, it's the creator of Modern Family is involved with it, too, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the EP on that. Yeah, they make fun of Chuck Lorre. I mean, it's great. It's fucking great. So, I mean, when I found out Rachel Bloom was on it, I was like, oh shit, I need to watch that. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty easy sell for me. This is a different Rachel Bloom than uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, too. It's, uh, <laughs> she's really entertaining on here. Not to say she wasn't entertaining on that, but she's really good on here, too. <laughs> no, she's so funny. Yeah. Like, I love her. Absolutely. So that's another big recommendation. That's, that's on my list. <laughs> um, that game Biomutant that I talked about last episode, uh, I am sad mm-hmm. to say I did not get any better. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> but something I did enjoy was a game called Wayward Strand. Now, this is kind of a slice of life game that takes an odd turn because you are playing the role of a young girl on a... It's hard to explain. It's like a, it's like a dirigible um, but it's also a retirement home. And yeah, you sent me the video, like the trailer for this. And I was like, that looks really weird. I don't know if it's my type of thing, but it, it definitely looks interesting. It is interesting. It pulls you in, you know, it's all these different stories from all these, uh, you know, the residents of the, of the, uh, I want to say retirement home. That's the best way to describe it. But you're a young lady, you're writing an article about like how everything got started and how you how they all got to this point, you know, and it's just one of those slice of life games. So if you like those, this may be for you. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, you know, for fans of that genre, you will, too. Um, in a more- <laughs> It looked really cute. Yeah, like, I get it. The artworks, the, the style is so unique, you know. You don't see something like this every day. It's not going to be your big AAA bells and whistles, 3D explosions, of course. But sometimes you need a little bit of a palate cleanser. And I think this serves the purpose. It's nice. It's pleasant. The music is beautiful, too. Um, Yeah, I feel like a game like that, the score is incredibly important, right? Like, yeah, it's the whole thing. It's got to carry you from place to place. It's got to be interesting enough to not put you to sleep, Mm -hmm. but relaxing enough to not make you anxious. And it does that. Mm -hmm. It does the job well. Uh, uh, Of course, as someone who grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, you are aware of Bop It. Yes, I am aware of Bop It. Okay. So 
there's a new one. Of course, they had the Bop It Extreme, they had the Bop It Pro, whatever the fuck, uh, all that shit. I don't know why I'm swearing so much about this children's toy, but this is fucking amazing. It's called Pop It. And you know those little rubber popping sheets that yeah. kids have now and how annoying mm-hmm. they are? Well, guess what? Yeah. Now there's a game tied to it. The guy who invented so- Bop It made something called Pop It. And basically, it's a race to see how many of these things you can pop as it lights up in a certain order. And there are several modes. There's a high score mode. There's a hot potato mode. So if you can uh, wrangle someone else into playing this, you can like, you know, do it and pass it back and forth. And it's just it's a lot of fun. I was surprised about how much fun I had with this thing. But, you know, the guy that designed the bop it, he knows what he's doing. It's. It's a physical thing or is it a video game? It's a like, physical thing. I'm, I'm recommending okay. a physical game. I know it's weird and I, I, it's a little bit jarring, but yeah, it's a physical game. It's available at Target and Walmart right now. If you feel like walking into one of those. Um, yeah. So just to describe <laughs> you can it. mobile order, you know? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> That's how I got mine. So you can, um, oh. it's like a, a, a grid of these little rubbery pop-it bubbles it's like a six by six grid. And on the back of it, there's this huge button that you press to reset them. So for instance, mm-hmm. if I'm playing around, like five of the bubbles will light up. So I pop all five of those quickly and I press the back to lock it in and reset. And then five more light up and so on and oh. so forth. And of course it keeps getting faster and the music keeps getting more intense. And then lights are flashing and everything like that. It just it hypes you up. And then when you mess up, you need to start all over again. It's a lot of fun. Kind of like a Simon game. Yeah. You know, it's a nice way to pass the time. Yeah. <laughs> just a nice, you know, phone free TV free mo- type of uh, mode of entertainment. Just to chill. I remember playing Bop It a lot as a kid. Mm. I don't know if I ever had one. I just remember it being around like friends had it or whatever. You know, there are some games that are like that that are just around. You're exactly right. Somebody has it yeah. and it's just there. And then when you're done with it, you leave it and someone else finds it. It's like the, all of the McDonald's and Burger King merchandise that we got as kids. Yeah. It was always around. It didn't, it wasn't necessarily ours, but like you had the Batman cups. Mm-hmm. Someone had it. The you drank out of those. The- you can remember them right now. Think about it. Right now, you can remember the texture of drinking out of that cup. Absolutely. Those Garfield yeah. glass mugs where he's being pulled by Odie with the leash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. The, the little um, McDonald's toys that like transform into McDonald's foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you you know that because that was at your daycare or something like right. that. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, at your church and there was just like a box full of these things. And yeah. I think about those little McNuggets around Halloween time that you would dress up in Halloween costumes. If you know the little, um, the little things that are like the wooden spools on a loop that you like push it around. Yeah. Like then congratulations. You went to a pediatrician's office. (laughs) Like, you know, so did you get a chance to check out the new, (laughs) did you get a chance to check out the new trailer for, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, I'm f- f- like hard not to cry 
watching it, first of all. I'm also fascinated by, in a good way, by the choice to have this whole storyline with Namor, which I yeah. wasn't thinking. Um, I didn't even know he was going to be in it until that first trailer. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't hear anything about it. So I maybe I've just been completely out of the loop. But yeah, so like he was in that first trailer and I was like, oh, shit. And then the second one, they're showing more of it. I'm like, oh, wow. That's that's like a really interesting storytelling perspective. Yeah, he's in it, in it. There's no half step in there. Seemingly the villain, kind of. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I think that could be a dis, a, a misdirect, you know? I think, yeah, yeah, I think it is. If he is the villain, it's going to be very temporary. You know what I mean? Like, then they're going to have to, you know, gang up against a bigger villain. Right, right, right. And I am very impressed that they let him keep his pointy ears and those fucking little wing wingies on his ankles, you know? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to do that. He's going to have sandals or something, or he's going to have a jet pack. Nope. Little, little ankle winglets. So yeah, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, And then the better look at the new black Panther, which, you know, we haven't revealed without a mask, but we, uh, you know, can suspect it's going to be right. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, "Eh, who could it be? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I just such a heavily like, like it's such a strong female cast, right? That it it really it does have a lot of options there. Like they do have a lot of options there. I love the fact that Marvel has screwed with us before successfully to the point where we can't even trust what we see in the trailer as the gospel. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. With the Hulk and 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 uh, the, the the end game battle and everything, it's like, yeah, that is completely different than what was in the trailer, and that's kind of great because we we need to recapture that surprise. You know, we don't need to know everything going into it. It's one of the things that I both love and hate about She Hulk <laughs> because right. you know. Just as someone who hasn't even watched one episode yet, you know right. who the guest star of the show is. You know it's supposed to be Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. You know a lot about it going in, and that mystery's kind of gone. I feel like a lot of the interest in Marvel stuff has really decreased, and this mm. is a good way to get it back, right? Yeah, I think so, too. And that's not a dig on She-Hulk at all. The reason I even brought it up is because yeah. I feel like She-Hulk is playing with that idea that they know that you know that Daredevil's going to show up. So they're kind of like, you know, fucking with you a little bit about it. I won't say more than that, but it's, it's pretty entertaining. I watched a clip earlier and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. This is interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, Something about him being in the gold, uh, the gold suit makes me go, what's Marvel going to do with this character? Okay. I'm excited about what the future holds. I really am. We could we could get a lot I'm so of cool stuff. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, She-Hulk has been incredible so far. I've really enjoyed it and I hope they stick the landing and I feel like they will and even if they do, you know, we're still going to get the boys complaining. So it's whatever, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been exactly what it should be, I think, for a sitcom to, to kind of branch off into that genre for them. So I'm glad it happened. Uh, 
but yeah, this this Wakanda Forever is going to be the blockbuster we need to really bring Marvel back to that 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 grand place it used to have, you know. Yeah, and if they set it up right, it's what's the future of because right now we keep going what's the future of Marvel? What is what's going to bring people back? Yeah. And keep interested and I think this um is the top contender, right? Yep. Like yep. before we get into mutants and Fantastic Four and stuff. Yeah, I think this is the last stop for phase four or whatever they're calling it. So yeah, this is this Which, is gonna the be way, the big thing. Mutants announcement that, you know, Daredevil or Daredevil, Deadpool three that is gonna have Hugh Jackman in it. Oh yeah, that's how long it's been since we've spoken. Yes, yep. yes, absolutely. He's his role as Wolverine, so that's fascinating. <laughs> There I did was, not uh, expect that, honestly. No, that came out of left field, and it sounded like they intended it to be announced at D23, but they weren't ready yet. They hadn't worked out all the details. So mm-hmm. uh, he did it almost like it was a cricket wireless commercial. I was ready for that. I was ready for them to be like, yeah, Hugh Jackman is joining uh, fucking Ryan Reynolds in this new ad campaign for cricket wireless or yeah. uh, Mint Mobile. <laughs> See, Mint that's Mobile, how, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was he ready does for such that. good ads. Oh, my God. He does. He does. I mean, you know, it's interesting because his personality has just been consistent throughout his career. And it's when they let him act like himself that he's the most endearing and entertaining. And once they realize that about him, then we got some of his best work, you know. And, of course, it took Deadpool to do that, I think. That was the, that was the breaking point right there. Uh, right. The like, Deadpool, Deadpool is the closest to that, like, to him. Like that's why right. he's perfect for that character because he's a smart mouth. Like, yeah. you know, like that's, that's yeah. his whole thing. Right. 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 So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. So much stuff coming out. So much stuff announced and New York comic con is coming up. Like I said, apparently DC is supposed to have a big presence there. I don't know how, I don't know what that means. Maybe some more, of that one project that we don't talk about, but definitely some doom patrol and some Titans, like those are coming back. So yeah. When are, when are like, (laughs) when are they coming back or wait, they're coming back or they're going to show off stuff for when they come back. I think they're going to show some stuff. I think they're filming now because they've already announced who the villain is for the next season of Titans. And it's going to be brother blood. And, oh yeah, I saw a picture of that. Yeah, and they're gonna um, they're gonna bring back Doom Patrol. Uh, they announced some characters that are involved with that that slipped my mind at the moment, but it's just you know people from the Gerard Way run are gonna be showing up in Doom Patrol, which is kind of out of order, but it's whatever. They're living on borrowed time anyway. And Brendan Fraser's gonna be. I didn't at- even know Gerard Way wrote Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, that's why it's kind of funny because you know he wrote Umbrella Academy. Which mm-hmm. thematically, at least based on the TV show, is very much like Doom Patrol. You just have a broken right. group of loosely connected, uh, superpowered beings who are forced to live together and deal with each other's problems. Uh, and then after he wrote the Umbrella Academy comic, DC said, Hey, how would you like to relaunch Doom Patrol? He's like, Sure. And so he basically wrote fan fiction where one of his characters falls in love with a cat. And it's sure, weird. why not? Yeah, because it's Gerard Wait. 
So I don't think that's going to happen on Doom Patrol, but we'll see. <laughs> I I mean, I would hope not, I guess. Yeah, I no, same. enough about it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I say they fell in love with a cat, it's a real cat. Gerard Way has a cat who he put into the comic book. In the run of his comic, that right. cat became, uh, what's the word, uh, anthropomorphic. And... Mm-hmm. You know, got feelings for one of the characters and they fell in love. It's very weird. I mean, romantic. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that Lizzo flute. So I want her to play every instrument known to man now. I want her to walk around with no less than five flutes on her person that belong to former slave owners. And with each flute, she can summon the ire of one conservative talking head. <laughs> yeah, I knew when I saw first saw that video of her playing that, everyone was like, I knew it was going to be a whole fucking thing, and I just started yeah. ignoring it because I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool that she like <laughs> both on a symbolic level and in reality that she could just play the flute that well. That's yeah. cool that she did that. Like, I knew she could play the flute, but it's still really cool to see it. Um. But yeah, then I stopped listening because I didn't care. Exactly. I don't care what makes conservatives angry anymore. You got all you needed to. You got all you needed to out of that out of that news. That was it, and you moved on. Yeah, I'm like, I don't give a shit about an old racist uh, piece of shit's flute. um, But I think it's hilarious that Lizzo got to play it. Yeah. And killed it with it. And end of story. Right. 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 So. Uh, apparently she got to play an assortment of different instruments, but that's the one that really caught on because it's a fucking crystal flute, uh, which apparently is not easy to play, but she fucking killed it. So shout out to Lizzo. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> a special appearance by Dolores in the studio. So good night. Okay. No, uh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear the whole thing. Good night. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was. It was interesting. And I hope she gets to do more cool shit like that and just continue to piss people off because, you know, she's an artist. That's what she does. Oh, absolutely. And they and something about her. I think we can guess that, she, huh. you know, why uh, <laughs> she something about her pisses people off. I wonder oh. why. Yeah. What? Jeez. What could it possibly be? <laughs> oh, boy. You can only you can only imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, no, that was a cool moment. Um, I guess we can end with this, because I don't feel like talking about Warner Brothers being sued and shit. Uh, Yeah. Tom Hardy. (laughs) He showed up at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition by surprise and took home the gold. Isn't jiu-jitsu really hard? Yes, famously. But Tom Hardy... Wow basically showed up according to all the combatants that he he went against. He was a complete gentleman about everything. He was a joy to have there. But when it came time to throw hands, he got down and (laughs) it was like, it was a competition called the reorg open happened on August 20th. Uh, And he's a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He competed in the 86-year-old okay. and up 
Oh, I'm sorry. Not 86. I had the cursor. 86 year old and up? Yeah, no Holy wonder shit. he won. That puts a different spin on this story. <laughs> he beat the shit out of those old dudes. <laughs> he competed in a 36 year old and up. I'm fucking uh, okay. Ron Burgundy over here. Uh, yeah. yeah. So 36 year old and up competition. <laughs> and he took home the gold. And yeah, I, I'm excited to see Tom Hardy featured in such fighting games as Tekken Tag Tournament and, uh, you know, Marvel versus Capcom, too. He is Venom, so technically he could show up and it wouldn't be a problem. He's also been openly, like, bisexual. So we this this takes on another level of spiciness. It could end up being, <laughs> what if they kissed? What if they kissed at the end of this? <laughs> What if I'm we kiss at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Open Contest? What if we kiss at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition? <laughs> Just us in the blue mat. There you go. <laughs> There's a question on Google. Does Tom Hardy know karate? No. No, motherfucker. He knows no, jiu-jitsu. He knows jiu-jitsu. It's, it's a different thing. Respect it. That's one of my favorite things, by the way, the the Vanity Fair videos of celebrities reading frequently asked questions on Google about themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are wonderful. I love those. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane's was great. Like, does Seth MacFarlane family guy question mark? And he's like, yes, I still family guy. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how old Tom Hardy? What What is up with people? How what old is- Tom Hardy? 45, 45 years, Tom Hardy, age. Oh, right. really? He's older than I thought he was, too. I thought, like, <laughs> late 30s. Like, I would have guessed, like, 38, 39. Mm, yeah, yeah, same. But he's been around. I did not know how old Tom Hardy. <laughs> now you know how old Tom Hardy. Uh, now yeah. I know how old Tom Hardy. He he old. He, he 45 old. Um, he 45, so- okay. Kudos to him. That's technically a wall of weird, so you're welcome, everybody. Hey, guess what, folks? This was a super complicated episode to put together, and we hope you appreciate it. And we thank you for your contribution. What contribution, you may ask? Why? Since you decided to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt, we were able to put those funds towards stuff like, oh, I don't know, Zencaster to improve the audio quality of this podcast on a weekly basis. We're able to do things like pay for our internets and, you know, maybe buy ourselves a bag of chips with what's left over. So thank you all for your generous contribution. Thank you all for, for joining us in the Discord and discussing every little thing with us as it comes to you. Yeah. I just, when the fuck did we get chips? Oh, fuck. I didn't tell you about the chips. They were good, too. Damn it. Yeah. Chettos, you know. (laughs) We couldn't afford Cheetos. (laughs) We had to get Cheetos. That's right. (laughs) Matt said, we have Cheetos at home, and it's Cheetos. Cheetos, y'all. We got them, though. They were tasty. (laughs) Oh, shit. But yes, please join so you can join our Discord so you can talk about stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. stuff you want to talk about. I mean, they'll make yeah. it weird. There'll be a fucking, you know, freak in there, I guess. But otherwise, <laughs> we enjoy you there. I mean, in moderation, too. I mean, if it if it's on if it's on a subject, you know, by all means, let your freak flag fly. But don't just come in there being a freak. You know, just just, you know, read the room first and then let it out slowly like a yeah. deflating balloon. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, or or that. So, um, yeah, we've we've got all that going on. I'm tired. Thank I'm, you all for I'm tuning. Very in. tired. Yes. Thank yes. you all for listening. We appreciate right. you. We do. We do. Um, much love to all of you, and I hope everything is going as well as possible with all this crazy weather. It's spooky season. We're probably going to have spooky content next week for you. I know there's all kind of stuff premiering that we haven't had a chance to watch or talk about yet. So get ready, y'all. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. Bye.